0: It might feel like Category 3 time as we deal with num Night Choice Category 3 rated rape revenge action drama Her Vengeance. But since The Free only came to be at the tail end of 1988, a mere month after the reportedly four day cinema run of Her Vengeance, it, it must be a case of the, a movie being reclassified for later uh, video release and Her Vengeance deserves its Category 3. Perhaps does not deserve such a short running time though, but that's when you cut to the Fortune Star version rated category 2. All of a sudden the movie is long, long and longer but missing a whole lot of edge. We'll stack these up against each other tonight. My name is Kennedy. with me is Hong Kong Dave and this is the director's series coverage of Her Vengeance at the Podcast on Fire Network. <laughs> listening to the director's series on the podcast on fire network the director series five on num night choice Herb engines the website where this show and all the other shows is located is podcastonfire.com contact information uh, email fire at googlemail.com also we are available on the forum podcastonfire dot com forward slash forum but we're not taking new registrations right now because of uh, spam problems and the discussion has kind of moved over to facebook but for you that have registered you have the members only archive there where you'll find cut conversations and exclusive movie reviews of past shows literally hours of stuff from uh, prior episodes but in the on the main site rather is the bonus episode section and uh, you should keep an eye out on the website therefore if you access the show via the website because when this show goes up we also are posting a bonus episode that involves a review of the movie Kiss of Death made at Shaw Brothers which is... Uh, The original movie so to say her badness is actually a remake of kiss of death So you'll hear more of that during the bonus episode that won't be available elsewhere only on the website So make sure to grab it there. We're also on Facebook facebook.com forward slash POF network is the fan page So like us and leave us a comment if you like and we also have a discussion group so you can search for that reach that if you type in podcast on fire network in the facebook search box and the discussion is uh, quite right and uh, ongoing and there's a neat little community forming in there and we're also on twitter follow us there twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire i do my writing on so good reviews.com you all know the mixture by now category free ninjas taiwan black movies and in general well, horror movies of course uh, taiwan horror movies and hong kong uh, horror movies and they're just cool as cinema in my in my mind so that's the uh, that's the kind of agenda i have now and i also do video reviews of uh, that material on sleazykvideo.com. And also talk of that nonsense on twitter.com forward slash so good reviews. You can rate and uh, rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're available on iTunes if you want to listen to our podcasts that way. But if you prefer streaming like I do, for instance, you can download the application stitcher to your computer or your smartphone or your iPad, for instance. And add the uh, podcast on Fire Network shows individually just by typing in podcast on fire network and uh, you're good to go Hong Kong gig guide Hong Kong day tell us about that
1: yeah um, I'm adding things uh, most days it seems like uh, now and uh, so it keeps me occupied when uh, I'm not watching films
0: or working so, so right it, it's good steady uh, steady increase of uh, likes on the page
1: yeah uh, just gonna have a 1600
0: now so right on. should recruit when you're in Hong Kong yeah <laughs> w- won't appear creepy at all <laughs> <laughs> Approaching uh, learning, the, uh, learning the Cantonese sentence. to actually sell Hong Kong gig guide. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, work on that. <laughs> right on. We are four shows and six movies in in terms of covering num night joy and we, you know, we we had some kind of midway point, I guess. We're 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 approaching at least the midway point, or just past it. And what, what, in general, springs to mind, David, uh, having examined nam night career this closely in and in this way?
1: My my thoughts are that he really wasn't very interested in sort of, uh, like, fluffy uh, uh, projects. Because, he, you know, it he, he kind of strikes me, you know, from watching his films, that he's someone who's serious about their craft hmm. and, uh, you know, and that kind of lighter material didn't uh, really uh, speak to him, I don't think, or it doesn't seem like it. I mean, I can see him thinking, you know, if I'm going to be, you know, making films, you know, I want to work on projects I can put something of my own uh, personality and ideas into. Um, Mm. But, you know, if my theory is sort of somewhere near the mark, then that's kind of interesting, sort of, uh, you know, um, uh, darker material with a suitable uh, presentation, you know, and add that uh, add into that him you know seemingly not making obvious sort of career sort of choices no, you know no, no, no. Uh, perhaps you know explains why he never really kind of broke out of the pack so to speak mm-hmm. you know and established uh you know a specific uh reputation outside of being a you know a skilled and sort of reliable
0: uh, director maybe a reputation but, amongst his peers rather yeah, than the audience
1: yeah yeah, so. uh,
0: which is nice, maybe a bit sad as well. Uh, uh, you, you wonder though, the movie we weren't able to obtain is his last Shaw Brothers movie, Three Stooges Go On If mm-hmm. that is he's kind of, uh, if anything, his most uh, non-personal movie. So to say maybe that is yeah. just pure fluff with no identity to it. But then again, he might have done well uh, making a comedy. Yeah. We will uh, never re- we we aren't able to find out at this point anyway.
1: There's um, it's funny as. You know, because from that film, it's you know pretty much obvious that it's sort of a, a straight up comedy and was his last sort of uh, last kind of, uh, you know, Shaw's film. So I wonder whether that was kind of at that point he thought, you know, that he, he wanted to be making sort of different things and then sort of, uh, you know, went off in the other directions. Mm.
0: So. Exactly. But, uh, you know, you never know. It might yeah. be a fan. It had, it had a good cast Nat Chan, Kara Hoy, Stanley Fung, Wong yeah. King himself. Zackeen, uh, the Dragon Sekin, Michael Chan, and uh, written by Wong Jing So, uh, and I always love the poster, I've, especially Carol Hoy, uh, uh appearing in a sort of high, high-cut dress, if you will, and uh, and uh, sexy stockings that has a gun in there. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, looks uh, looks uh, it could, looks tolerable. The poster looks somewhat fought out. Yeah,
1: uh, I, mean, I mean in the. Um you know, in some of his sort of uh, other films, I mean, like Subcurse, Curse, like sort of Ghost Snatchers, there are sort of comedic uh, elements. And, you know, I think he, he handles them fine, but it was, you know, it was maybe this sort of
0: wasn't exactly what he sort of really wanted to work on, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and we are at her vengeance. Oh, oh, oh by the way, my, my minor note on, on, on him, I mean, I, I've been familiar with, and I'm not sure before the series even, uh, but I haven't examined him this way, you know, m- movie by movie in chronological order and all of that. But it, he has a versatility that matters more than most Hong Kong cinema fans think or know of. Uh, like, oh, of course, not all can be fan of all uh, all genres and therefore everybody are possibly not fans of his entire output because of they, they are different in genre even if they are dark. And... Uh, we we we're just hoping that this, some people have uh, thought to look beyond story of Ricky because I still don't think story of Ricky is a, a reference example of what night Choi can do. It's a it, it's a great film. I love the gore and all of that, but it, it, it's kind of one of his most sloppy films, to be honest. Uh, aside from the gore, the, the movie is kind of um, really really a a, a a bad B movie in a way, and uh, and uh, at some points I kind of am i'm annoyed by that yeah i
1: wouldn't say it was one that, uh you know that was sort of represents uh, you know it's a good representation of what is uh what it's capable of mm.
0: but um we'll we'll get to story Freaky very very uh, very soon we're closing in on story Freaky, but we're at her vengeance at this point the rape revenge drama as i said and it stars pauline wong and lam Ching ying and the uh, we're definitely going to talk here briefly about those two main cast members, starting with the leading lady, Pauline Wong. So, David, has us uh, prepare something for us.
1: Yeah. Um, Pauline Wong was born on the 1st uh, January 1962. Um, at a young age, she dropped out of school to begin her working life. And then at 15, she moved to Canada, where she took on a variety of work, uh, waitressing, modeling and you know, uh, jobs, uh, jobs of that nature. Um, in uh, 1982, at the age of 20, she returned to Hong Kong and uh, began her acting career. Uh, she made her debut, film debut, in uh, producer Johnny Max uh, Possessed 2 in uh, 1984. A uh, year after, she had a major role in the now classic uh, Mr. Vampire and also garnered the first of uh, three Hong Kong Film Award nominations for Caller*. Uh, she would win with her next nomination uh, for uh, director Jamie Luck's uh, Love with the Perfect Stranger. Um, she made a, a whole number of uh, major films over the rest of the decade, including uh, three films with uh, cho Fat," fat uh, Tragic Hero, uh, Rich and Famous, and uh, The Greatest Lover. The uh, four films she made in 1988 were uh, A Model of Variety. Uh, there was a drama called uh, Profiles of Pleasure for director Tony Au. Uh, com- a comedy-drama, last, uh, Le- uh, Lai Shi, uh, China's Last Eunuch, for Jacob Chung. Uh, the aforementioned comedy, The Greatest Lover, and of course, Nam uh, Nai Choi's Her Vengeance. Uh, she continued to work into the 90s, and uh, always gave her uh, best, but the roles were arguably not what they once were, uh, in both uh, quantity and Quantity. Um, she made just two films in 1994 before marrying and uh, moving overseas. She ha- recently resurfaced, however, as an actress after an almost uh, 20-year break last year with a role in the uh, Eric Zeng-produced comedy Fortune Buddies. Um, as speaking as someone who enjoys seeing uh, industry veterans return to the big screen and uh, show people how it's done, um, I hope to, we see more of her in... Uh, in uh, in films in the future
0: yeah you you would hope this to, to like get a peek of uh wow what what does she look like i'm sure she's still beautiful and uh, is she what does she uh, what does she want with her acting career now the, the, does she want anything with her acting career but uh it's she's a fine actress uh, part, part of this quite a large stable of game actresses of the 80s and and in my mind, she was even iconic in her own way, thanks to a slew of iconic movies uh, mm-hmm. under her belt. I mean, Mr. Vampire being an early one where she plays this, I guess, uh, succubus that possesses Chin Su Ho, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, ma- makes him uh, sort of fall in love with her and being all transfixed, and even ha- she turns him against his master, Lam Ching Ying, and then you get that wonderful uh, uh, battle sequence between them as uh, Pauline Wong's real form. Uh, you see her real form, you know, with the hair standing out and half mm. of the face all uh, all uh, all gory and gooey, which is uh, great. And I think her head detaches at one point. Yeah, which is yeah. fantastic fun. Uh, and and even w- when she, uh, I, I love the role in *New the Vampire*. If you ever saw that, ooh, I'm not sure that I have actually. Right, it, it's a non-Lamchini movie. She, shot the same year. Chinsuho host in it, and um, and uh, she she is spirit or ghost that for. Vedita's, uh, I'm not too sure about now, but essentially, uh, there's probably a spell involved that makes her mimic every movement of Chin Su Ho. And so they have a wonderful interplay where she is, you know, that's the gag. You know, whatever he does, she does, you know, blindly, so to say. And uh, that's just great comedic moments in New Mr. Vampire. I, I It's the most memorable. Uh, the the memorable memorable sequences in you, Mister Vampire, involves those two, and uh, I always loved her eyes. I thought those eyes worked very well to her advantage, v- very intense and vul- vulnerable at the same time, w- which is something you can extract from watching her vengeance alone. Mm. Uh, a very tough exterior, but uh, very uh, very fragile as well. And and Night is a fine turn too. It's actually a uh, a Philip Chan directed uh, thriller with. Uh, uh, giallo influences. I, I, I probably said before that it's Hong Kong giallo. It's probably not strictly true if you wanna look at what makes a a giallo. But it has definitely influences of uh, various Dario Argento movies, including you know a killer with uh, black gloves and what have you, uh, which is always a striking imagery from from uh, the Italian murder mystery genre, if you will. And uh, so that's a that's a great turn. Uh, and you know, if she never returns, then 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 there's a you know a good 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 amount of uh, fine work that she logged uh, over the years, In- including one of her very last movies. I remember uh, it's a it's a f- mostly female cast um, drama called Right Here Awaiting by otherwise hack director Joe Howe. It's uh, his first movie that he made, uh, very much. Uh, crap movies after that uh, w- w- one of those notorious <laughs> like mo- directors that are, oh boy here we go we know w- what we-, we know what we're gonna feel after this movie and it's usually de- uh, you know disgust and detest uh, uh feelings of uh, yeah f- feelings of disgust uh, 97 lang koi fong passionate nights of, uh, what else hong kong showgirls i remember uh, King Hu said that he wanted to slice his wrist uh, after watching <laughs> Hong Kong Shoguns. He wanted to break the VCD in half and just slice his wrist. <laughs> but his very first movie, I'm still working on getting uh, King Hu to watch Right Here Waiting, because it's great, and the reason I'm talking about that is it syncs sound when you get to hear Pauline Wong's voice and him speak English in it, which is uh, always nice. And she also is listed as producer on that one. I forgot about that. i uh, looking at that now. So uh, Right Here Waiting was uh, a... Um a a personal project surely for pauline and uh she also uh, she also is credited as presenter of right here waiting so uh who knows maybe it is uh, there was uh some some desire in her to uh even direct and uh write but uh that never came to be but it's fine We you know we, we, have, we have we have we have great work here a lot so i'm i'm very much glad to uh to have have her movies in my library because they are so striking and, and iconic, many of them. Uh, possibly uh, this one being the most iconic in that regard, speaking of game acting, because she throws herself into her vengeance quite uh, quite hard.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. One uh, who does as well, despite his uh, character being in a wheelchair, he has no legs, is Lam Ching-Ying. And... Um, David is also here to tell us about Ying, and uh, I won't have anything essentially to say about Langshenying because I've said so much during our Vampire season. So I'll, I'll let David. I, I've written my love letters to Ying, so I'll, I'll let David uh, write a love letter, or possibly go against the, go against the flow and actually start uh, uh, start a, a hate mail campaign against. Lan no, Lan no. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. All right, go ahead. Yeah,
1: um, Lanching is most uh, famously associated with the Mr. Vampire films and the multitude of uh, spin-offs, both unofficial uh, and unofficial. But as good as many of them are, and he in them, they don't give a true uh, measure, really, I don't think, of his abilities as an actor. The Prodigal Son was perhaps the first film to show he had uh, what it took to be uh, so much more than uh, an action director and a bit part player. Um, His role as Uncle Co. in uh, Dead and the Deadly, memorably uh, showcased his uh, comic ability, thereby adding uh, more meat to the theory. Uh, This comic ability served him well in uh, many roles, notably uh, Winners and Sinners, uh,
0: Pom Pom, Hocus Pocus. Oh, can I just interrupt you? Pom Pom, I saw like a few months ago. That's fantastic. I think he plays a crippled man in that one. And... Uh, there are sequences that actually—it's uh, it, made before *Dirty Rotten Scoundrels*, but there are sequences akin to *Dirty Rotten Scoundrels* in uh, where Michael Caine tries to prove Steve Martin is uh, not uh, paralyzed, and Steve yeah. Martin just has to take the abuse. There are—there uh, there is a similar sequence is in *Pom Pom*. That is wonderful for launching. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Hocus Pocus, uh, *My Lucky Stars*, and uh, uh, *Millionaire's Express*. Um, As complete contrast, he was able to portray uh, quote-unquote tough characters with uh, equal conviction, evidence evidence of which you can see uh, very clearly in films like uh, Heroes Shed No Tears, uh, Eason Condor's uh, School on Fire and uh,
0: Here in Her Vengeance. Uh, Did you ever see, uh, pardon me again, did did you ever see uh, Heroes Shed No Tears? Yeah, Uh, it's been a while, but... Yeah, uh, that, he was pretty fucking as in that movie. He played, uh, well, the main bad guy that uh, faces off against uh, Eddie Koh, I think. Yeah. Eddie Kof, uh, in that famous sequence, shoots uh, out one of uh, Lam eyes Ying's yeah. <laughs> eyes. Yeah. You, you can see it in, uh, it's literally a shot through uh, the scope which is uh, fucking cool. Uh, all of a sudden, Eddie Ko appears and boom, uh, which is cool. So he, he's, he's you know, on fire in terms of, you know, playing uber evil, uh, an uber evil, an uber evil, probably v- maybe Vietnamese bad guy, or something like that. Uh, I, I just remember that was one of the better uh, parts of that early, um, early John Will action movie. Uh, Lam Xie Ying was, you know, ha- had no restraint on him and that worked so, so well.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, he also gives a, uh, a fantastically uh, moving performance in uh, *Painted Faces* as a, a veteran stuntman. Uh, the the performance that you know deserves to be more widely seen than, uh, yeah, you know, maybe one day it will be. Uh, it's a film that will be more widely available.
0: Here's the um, problem: uh, it's a it's a it's a movie with Shaw Brothers. I think it's one of they actually firmly produced it. Then oh, *Celestial* right. have remastered it because there are remastered clips of it in the Art of Action documentary uh, that uh, Samuel L. Jackson hosted. Actually, oh, yeah, when yeah. they talked about uh, Jack Chan and Samuel's uh, training at the Peking Opera School and that they endured hardships, they used clips from her, uh, not her vengeance, uh, painted faces, uh, cleaned up clips. But uh, And it was, on, uh, it was announced as being released at one point, at the very tail end of the release cycle of... Um, from IVL, uh, of yeah. the Shaw Brothers movies, yeah. there, but it never came to be. Possibly it's in the uh, Sea Eagle as well. After having checked the Sea Eagle uh, content, uh, Painter Faces is actually not there, which uh, is strange. Uh, some movies were excluded, There's some uh, movies that never made it to DVD VCD weren't even in the Sea Eagle, but uh, Painted Faces might just be a victim of, the, of that, or it's the fact that it's a kind of a co production meant that they couldn't include whatever they wanted in the Seagull. Regardless, Painted Faces is uh, still in, in uh, limbo for most of the viewers. Uh, those of us who own the Laserdisc Disc and VCD still ha- has a pretty good version, but the, as you said, it deserves to be ser- uh, seen uh, more widely because it's a, uh, it, you know, it, the, that's the underselling, uh, that's the way to undersell it when you say fantastically moving. You yeah, I mean? it's, it's it's more it's yeah. twice that. It's ten times that.
1: Yeah, it does, doesn't really do it justice. <laughs> Whilst uh, rightly revered for his uh, performance in Mister Vampire and the lesser, and the like, the lesser-known corners of his filmography yield some uh, true gems that reward the time and patience it sometimes requires to track them down.
0: Yeah, and uh, on that note, I mean, first of all, what what are some other gems uh, if you uh, if you look at his filmography that you? Uh, that you haven't mentioned. Any other personal favourites? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, try and pick. Yeah, <laughs> there are there are
1: lots. Oh, what was it? Um, it's not. It's actually wait. Was it red and red and black? Is it?
0: Red? Yeah, uh, it, it had a Hong Kong DVD release. Anyway. Yeah,
1: that's, uh, you don't see that. You know, that's that's that's, that's worth a look. That's a, that's a pretty unusual film.
0: Yeah, the, um, with, uh, the uh, like uh, Cultural Revolution set and there's also a, a, a r- blood uh, demon to be fought. So it's kind of symbolism in that way. And Lam Ching-Ying plays this reluctant hero that uh, helps to fight uh, helps to fight that blood demon. It's a, a more of a horror movie, right? It's, it's not a Taoist Priest movie or anything like that. So. Yeah. But I agree, it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. From the director of Fatal Termination, Andrew Cam, and he did uh, co-direct Big Heat as well with uh, Johnny Toe, the Troy Hawk produced movie. Uh, but uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just impossible to pick and choose because there's so much, there's always memorable stuff in most movies, even though there's only minor memorable stuff. But but I mean, for instance, Pom Pom and Hot Hot, did you ever see that?
1: Yeah, the uh, that's the action with uh, Jackie Chan and... and Few well. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, Alpha Chung and uh mm. Chung playing in Mahjong and then uh, and then Lam Ching Ying turning up to fucking kick ass. Yes,
1: yeah, it's a real kinda of crazy action. Sequence.
0: <laughs> yeah, talk about the uh, Gun Fu, it's one of the yeah. better it's one of the better sequences. Uh, 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 I remember Eastern Heroes showcased a clip from this movie when talking about various uh, rogue bloodshed movies in their Eastern Heroes video magazines. Yeah, I remember that, And uh, they renamed it. Do you remember what they renamed the movie for that clip? Oh, Hard-boiled uh, killers, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if they ever released it as that. But for that clip, uh, you know, it would have been fucking silly. Like, oh, here's a great gunplay sequence from the movie Pom Pom and Hot Hot. <laughs> you know, it would yeah, like you know, your boner would instantly go. But it is fantastic stuff. I mean, they are flying about the place, him and oh who, who is it who is it, uh, his adversary in that one one of those uh, one of those uh, austin uh, why who i remember always has a g- great 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 face it's in blade as well austin Y. but uh, I, I remember that being at least partly or maybe primarily as well a comedy and uh, with the uh, extended mahjong sequences we, we, which make it makes it a hong kong cinema experience you know uh, according uh, 1a you know according to template 1a <laughs> But it's fantastic uh, fun, and he looks, uh, you know, completely badass uh, when uh, pulling out that big ass shotgun, and he has that uh, coat on, that ba- vanilla beige coat on, it, and slicked back hair. You know, I, I think John Crane, when him and I discussed it, uh, referred to him as a stud <laughs> in that movie. I, you know, I-, I find it hard to disagree with that. You know what I mean? Uh, lo- looking at some other movies that aren't uh, Mr. did you ever see Love as Tear? Oh no. Yeah. Um, that's the uh nearly uh nice thing, uh, action drama a lot of action actors so to say sam was in it elvis Choi and Lam Ji Ying plays this mute uh, hitman or mute um uh, uh, and near associate to uh, the triad that elvis Choi plays and uh it, it's just great i mean him and nina lee are perfect in that movie and they they are you know, they they obviously are going to communicate uh, using no words and they, they do that fantastically. And mm. uh, Love is tears a Jacob Chung movie. All right. who, so um yeah. uh, also are um, you know, uh, unfairly hidden and um, on laser disk and all of that. But uh, uh, it's just great stuff. I mean uh, as you said, you know, uh, you you encourage really uh, people to to look beyond the Mr. Vampire as well and uh, that this was a great actor. it didn't seem you know forced or like you know for people who followed like hong kong cinema and 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 and, you know anticipated the likes of painted faces coming out i don't think they were thinking really you know with how he's praised Mr. Vampire i think real fans would think that this is entirely possible for him to be a dramatic actor and flow into that easily and uh, if he had a hard time, then he was superbly directed by Alex Law. And uh, Mabel Chung uh, r- wrote that movie. But um, uh, it's just such a fantastic... You know, it's not... It's never, a, a, like, a, a, a difficult image to, like, uh, see him pop up in that movie. You know, hey, that's Lan Xie Ying. Where is his Taoist priest robe? You know, you never think that uh, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to accept him.
1: No, it's just... Uh, it's just- wonderfully uh, convincing it was like that in uh, in in you know so many of those sort of, um you know n- sort of non n- non sort of mr vampire Vampire-esque roles mm. it was just you know he was that good you know you just you forgot who it was you know you just you was just take you know totally b- believed the performance it was just you know. I think being
0: trained in action and performing action and directing action mm. over the years, you learn to perform actually because obviously, uh, as you know, John Crane speaks of in uh, his book, you know, it's non-verbal dialogue, it's non-verbal acting. I mean, and, and also he's been he'd been a stage actor, you know, uh, at, at the peak in opera and all of that. So yeah, the, he he was trained. Obviously, mm. he was trained and trained in, in subtlety and in, in the, and in the non-verbal, which is uh, which I think is a great foundation for. Uh, for great acting and just look at Sammo again painted faces not surprising at all and absolutely fantastic subtle too he doesn't isn't directed and he doesn't fall into the trap of melodrama Uh, where you know characters just line up in a two shot and and talk about their (laughs) you know act like that no no shit no it's just so subtle but so clear to every viewer watches that they get it instantly even like the symbolism with the turtle if you remember you remember that from Painted Faces that uh, Samo had a turtle in and around him and he used the turtle as a uh, uh, he he put it uh, to sort of stabilize his bed actually (laughs) yeah it's not animal cruelty as such, no. uh, uh, listeners, but uh, the, the 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 turtle represented a whole lot about uh, what was happening uh, in Painted Faces in terms of the drama, how uh, certain things were slipping out of uh, Samuel's reach, including the need for uh, picking opera in uh, in that society and his class being sort of a class that would move on to movies rather than to carry on the art. Uh, and, and Lam Xie Ying without uh, going into detail uh, it's a really heartbreaking role as well mm. and uh, wow so uh, yeah uh, any any other notes on, on Lam Xie Ying uh, as such no no that's it no. Do, do, do you re-watch m- 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 much of Lam Xie Ying's work I mean do you go back often to the Mr. Vampire movies or
1: oh yeah yeah they're are, there are fr- uh, a frequent watch uh, uh, Mr. Vampire Vampire versus Vampire Magic Cup mm-hmm. uh, you know I can I, I can watch those any time, really. You know. mm. They're definitely kind of uh, go-to films because they're so kind of, uh, you know, just they're familiar, but they're not. They, you still find, uh, you know, still find sort of fresh, uh, fresh enjoyment and fresh fun out of them.
0: You know, e- each time you, each time you watch them, they're not sort of, you know, but, the, especially as you deepen uh, deepen your appreciation for Hong Kong cinema, your knowledge of Hong Kong cinema, you uh, you start to. Uh, recognize many more people out of those movies but uh but i think you realize how more and more how important the movie uh, was mm, yeah and, and how important Samo was to all, uh, to to so many people including uh, yeah
1: because he, he did uh i mean aside from his his own movies and that you know having these having these guys in his own films he was uh, you know he produced so many as well mm-hmm.
0: I think when it comes down to it, I, I'm I, as great as Painted Face and School of Fire. is, I, I still have a soft spot for the Prodigal Sam because it's it, it's such a uh, it's an actual acting role uh, in uh, in a martial arts movie, uh, and it's an actual movie too overall. Uh, despite uh, despite it mixing the violent, the dramatic, and even uh, mixing in toilet humor, but it's one of the rare examples where <laughs> it, it makes sense. It absolutely yeah. makes sense. It's not cute in there. You know, high contrasting Hong Kong cinema way, uh, like we spoke of with Pom Pom and Hot Dot, it absolutely works to have that middle sequence where, where Lam Chee Ying and Sam are bickering like little children. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. love that stuff. You know, because you had that stoic master, and now he resorts to childish, uh, to the childish as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, when there's the. Um uh, recent uh, poll on film dot com. I actually put that *Prodigal Son* down as my favourite film of the eighties.
0: Right. Do you remember where it came in? At least top thirty. Uh, it must have
1: *Prodigal yeah, I think it was
0: top twenty. I think.
1: Okay. Something like that. I'd have to go back and have a look. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's uh, you know got uh, it got a lot of uh, you know it was one of the bi- one of the big ones outside of the you know expected uh, you know industrial quantity of Cho and and uh, Jackie and that
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, let's uh, move on after a slight musical break to what we think of these two Polly Wong and Lam Ching Ying, that is in her adventures. so Sit Titan will be right back <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back and it's time to review her vengeance and we'll be looking mainly at the category 3 edit and uh, our, my main review notes are based on the category 3 edit of the film but we'll talk of to give you an idea of uh, what, uh, what, what what goes on in the category 2 edit and, and obviously in the show post you'll find a, a link to movie-censorship.com's uh, report on uh, the differences in the film so you can follow along or look at it yourself where if you have both uh, movies available there. They do a great job uh, uh, nailing down how the edits uh, differ and uh, the, what uh, footage is exclusive to each edit because uh, we, we have that case as well. It's not uh, just purely extended. We have alternate footage and alternate paths and, and all of that. But uh, more than that later on in the review. Plot. Taken for Asia. The film stars Polly Wong Xiu-Fung who gets horribly raped by a gang of thugs, among others Xing fu Long arm of the laws uh, Cha Ying and Billy Chow watches on. he doesn't actually rape <laughs> uh, she's raped uh, inside the cemetery and as a result contracts a uh, venereal disease. Her rage sends her on a road to avenge uh to 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 avenge uh, her rapists and uh, with the help of some friends among them the late Lum Ying, who doubles as the action choreographer in this film, she carries out her plan to kill the culprits in extremely disturbing ways and uh my first notes on the film. Rape, re- revenge, you know, the genre, if you will, or just the notion of, dictates uh, that we're dealing with basic and uh, primal nature to that action. Uh, rape and revenge. And I'm not sure he realizes that and unleashes a, a beating against Polly Wong and against the culprits and against us, unlike any other I've seen. To show this much teeth either shows you are being personal, having that you have inner anger, or that you just have a fine cinematic eye for exploitation and genre filmmaking. It's fantastic heinous stuff regardless. Uh, perhaps one of the better in this genre, if you will, Rape Revenge, uh, should be more spoken of than other notorious movies in the genre, for instance, you know, A Spit on Your Grave. It definitely should be spoken more of that. And it's definitely more acclaimed overall. I think. So that's my first views on the film. How about yours? Um, yeah, I mean, even in the sort of early
1: days of my Hong Kong film fandom, I was always, uh, you know, fascinated by how uh, you know the films were able to, you know, address sort of really extreme, uh, you know, subjects and situations. You know, often in a, you know, seemingly. Uh, upbeat way but this film is not one of those films (laughs) no it's uh, a very harrowing uh, tale and you know it doesn't present its story uh, in a sort of a a quasi sort of documentary fashion you are through you know through the script through the performances and through you know uh, Nemunai Choi's uh, you know skills and abilities uh, you know as a filmmaker you made to care you know about those Pe- you know the people are uh, pulling along, you know, and the uh, Lemshengs characters. You know, you made to care about those. Uh, you know, the people at the center of the story. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So,
0: and um, uh, and my 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 real thoughts on uh, Before we go into it, I, I I should have inserted this really as a question. Like, oh, uh, do do you have a tough time watching exploitation movies of this kind? I I, I don't know. Tough time morally. That does it bother you? The ways that certain certain movies portray, you know, if we're looking at rape revenge movies as such, you just you don't think too much about it. You just watch it as an experience, um, a movie. Well, the, as we know, this is you know, this,
1: uh, you know uh, the subject matter isn't uh, isn't an issue for me. You know, if, if that's the subject of the film, and you know, it's not that that's the issue. It's it's how it's how it's treated, how it's. Um, how it's portrayed that that is you know that's the issue for me i don't i don't, wouldn't say any kind of uh well you know obviously within within reason you know any kind of subject uh, matter or storyline is would, is uh is off limits uh mm-hmm. for me
0: um um there are moves that pushes it that some push it too far i'm always fascinated by if you can push it and make it a if you want an extreme experience, how you can, uh, if you can make it an extreme experience in a sort of, I wouldn't say compelling way, but uh, I, I, I'm fascinated by certain movies that they can create it at all. I mean, including this one, how you, uh, how you on, you know, via working on set and uh, slow movie making can make it hard and edgy and with teeth and, and uh, manage to disturb through the screen. You know, it, it should... It, it's not easy. It shouldn't be easy. No. I mean, I, I don't watch uh, half as much, uh,
1: you know, extreme uh, cinema as I did uh, in uh, my younger years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen sort of too many films that don't have, uh, you know, uh, for me, the degree of uh, uh, effort invested into the sort of uh, characters or, or, you know, script to sort of to make uh, me care. And, you know, I've, I've you know, Personally, I've got, um, you know, past the point where, you know, a spectacle kind of in of itself mm-hmm. is sort of, uh, you know, kind of enough, uh, you know, uh, for me. Um You know, for me, a film has to, now at least, has to kind of earn the uh, right to go, you know, to the extreme. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't um, you know, I don't require sort of, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, crazy kind of intricate kind of you know sort of you know thesis or anything like that but mm-hmm. you know i need to sort of you know through you know through the sort of uh filmmaking through the performances you know i've got to have something from that that you know that gives me sort of uh that makes it okay you know mm-hmm. to you know to 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 watch something that's you know
0: or, or ha- ha- having said that did you ever catch or want to catch uh, a serbian film speaking of a uh, something non Nation.
1: Um. I, yeah. I've kind of. I was aware of it, and the. Uh, you know the uh, the uh, controversy that there was was mm. with that. But and I think
0: I think my local video store has it. Mm. But um, it's not uncut if it's an official no, uh, UK no, no. release. They they cut out some of the more. I mean, there's few movies that have gone that far, including you know violence against uh, kids and um, and infants
1: yeah i mean i'm
0: yes. sort of As i said that this <laughs> it's, it's um it's one of the, you
1: know it's the it's not a film that i would say oh you know i'd, I'd never watch that so you know mm. I'm, I'm never like that with anything
0: you know i'd sort of yeah it's easy to jump on a bandwagon without uh having yeah. actually uh experienced it yourself so uh good on you and uh, what i like about her band is what it does in a clever is that it's a uh, And especially in the shorter version, if it's shorter for uh, unfair, uh, uh, for wrong reasons or not, maybe it should be longer. But I think it's very basic and primal in its structure, because obviously she is uh, quickly, just minutes in, you know, horribly raped, hard, and therefore you know, revenge should be hard, and hence the movie works. Yeah, I mean, Uh, exactly. uh, Uh, the the violence the, the violence is hard each way and she, she she doesn't rape in return you know it's violence that she's often yeah. and she definitely uh, that definitely is in the movie despite the finale being a sort of a booby trap finale but it, yeah. it does it, it makes sense for the film but it's a uh, it's uh, it pushes uh, hard in each direction and uh, that uh, you know uh, m- maybe it's uh, not a discussion to have now because it m- might not seem balanced but uh, you know it it's not like it's fair the way it happens, you know. Uh, she gets raped viciously hard. That's not great, but she gets back, and that doesn't make it all, you know, balanced and okay. No. But but it's I uh, I like that experience in this film. It, it, it makes sense to go uh, go hard in each direction. Yeah, I so
1: yeah, I was gonna say uh, yeah. I mean, the rape scene is extremely uh, extremely brutal. Uh, even more so in the uh the laserdisc uh, uh version. Mm-hmm. And you know, and uh know, it would even be too much for some even in the category two version, but
0: you know uh, it, do, do you do really think so? Because in the category two version is, um, there's nothing there. No in the I mean, rape
1: scene. I mean you know, for you know, the more sort of sensitive cells among us maybe, but um Well, well but, rape is a rape obviously yeah. uh,
0: that they communicate, but, but it is really nothing compared yeah. to the version we mainly uh, are yeah. basing our views on.
1: Yeah, this, I mean, this, the, the you know, category free version. I think um, it est- I mean, it establishes the characters uh, perfectly. You know, the the villain, uh, the the villains, if you will, It establishes them perfectly. Which uh, and sort of honestly, which you need to do if you're going to tell a story like this. You have to, you know, you have to be, you know, realistic. You have to be, um, you know, you have to be honest.
0: Mm. um they I seem mean, like bumbling drunk fools but uh, and, uh hong kong criminals uh will snap into being rapists uh, quite like that you know uh but it is scary it's not com- yeah. comical the way they snap into being rapists especially no you know ha- having someone like shing fion involved uh yeah is rather scary especially that shot where she passes like the little motorbike turns the mirror and there is Xing Fui on in the mirror that, that's an evocative shot you know where he's essentially you know drooling <laughs> but it is pretty scary despite yeah I
1: mean there's the famous uh, tale of uh, requested edits by the uh, British Board of uh, Film Classification to the uh, uh, rape scenes in uh, the original version of I Spit on Your Grave mm-hmm. that actually gave the character's uh, subsequent revenge, which was mostly left intact, it made it seem more exploitative than it actually uh, was in the full cut of the film. Wow. So by kind of reducing, you know, uh, the rape scenes, it sort of, you know, totally threw the whole uh, film out and made it actually something that it, it wasn't. So, wow. But, you know, you do have to have, you know, if you've got to tell the story, you've got to sort of, you know, you've got to sort of... Uh, it's got to be... Uh, kind of there's got to be a balance there you know you can't have an extreme reaction to something that's been sort of you know sort of uh cut down or sort of cut out it's got to be on a sort of a par, you know
0: mm-hmm. what one thing that a movie uh doesn't do and uh it goes against expectations is actually i mean it's a group of four or five people here that rapes her uh so billy chow doesn't rape her and you expect that, uh, I, I know um, it, it sounds horrible when I say this, but you do expect that for Billy Chow, because he can be such a nasty bastard in movies, escape from brothel robot tricks alone, but he stands on the side mostly, you know, playing it cool And uh, but he, he can always snap into being heinous in a heartbeat and he is involved in the film, obviously, but uh, you know, it's surprising that uh, they, they go so far but they leave him out of it uh, mm. um, which is not not something I wanted, but it's uh, having watched *Escape from Ruffle and Robotrix quite a bit during the last few years for review purposes and for for the show, you 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 come to know that uh, there's uh, no restraint, uh, rarely any restraint put on Billy Chow. He's probably a great, nice guy in real life. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, they they're adding to the heartbreak in this scene. Is the uh, editing decisions uh, in the uncut version too, uh, because she's raped in a cemetery and uh, Nam-Nai Choi has his to cut to statues and, uh, you know, angelic uh, looking statues that aren't saviors for, for, uh, for Polly Wong, obviously. They're not there for her. Uh, which I, I, I found eerie that, uh, that uh, the, 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 it should be an era of, sort of a, a area uh, of calm you know, and uh, there should be some, something protective about a cemetery. You know, especially when it's filled with statues. But uh, there, there's, there, there's no help. Uh, there, there's no one aiding Pauline Wong in this movie, and that that will continue. You know, there, there there's always no one's going to be. There's very few rather that are going to be nice to Pauline Wong in this world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and, a uh, great. It's great little. Um, you know, in in the midst of that scene, that's those are the great little kind of moments. Of just you know of, of contrast you know and to kind of kind of remind you you know the kind of place you know uh, you know peaceful place it was a cemetery is kind of supposed to be mm-hmm. or is, or is meant uh, maybe to she be.
0: finds peace I, I remember the editing but maybe it, 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 she finds peace in you know just to endure it because you uh, we, we should state there's no nudity from pauline wong in this movie it doesn't need to be uh, but w- when we see her moving slow motion uh, in that close shot while she's uh, you know being raped from behind and all of that, uh, it's uh, uh, maybe that's the kind of, the kind of solace she finds to endure it. Uh, obviously, it doesn't help in any way because when she picks uh, herself up, you know, in slow motion after a rape, I mean, it's it's she's completely destroyed and uh, it's very evocative visually, but just heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even, even yeah, in the Category 2 version, I mean, I based my review on that and I thought it was horrible. But it's the essentially in the Category 2 version, or if you're bringing that slightly into the discussion, all that's left is the um, uh, some very few snippets of, like, the third, uh, the youngest of the uh, group, uh, group of thugs raping her. Uh, the person that she later kills, that they're uh, shooting uh, the porn in the... Uh, in the apartment, uh, that's essentially what's left in the category two edit. Uh, uh, when comparing, it really is nothing and uh, no. b- barely a sequence. But uh, it, that's when you compare. If you watch again, I watched it at the first time via this category two edit, and it made a, you know made an effect on me. So uh, it's um, it, it has something, but it's stripped of much of its teeth, though uh, definitely. Uh, on that subject, by the way, of uh, no one be nice to her in this world. You you even get the essentially a doctor that examines her and uh, oh, says she has venereal yeah. disease. If, what an uncool doctor! Yeah. You no, know, he, he's judging her. You had yeah. you 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 know you dirty essentially. And uh, wow! And then that sequence where the doctor just chases her around the office—it's even longer in the category two edits. Uh, <laughs> just wow! What stop? Be nice to her, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs>
1: right. possibly the movie, sort of. Uh... Worst bedside men in the history of cinema. That one. Right? Yeah.
0: Just but then when we get to the bonus episode of the Doctor, it's uh, something else. <laughs> uh, when we talk about the Doctor and Kiss of Death, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for them. Uh, what do you think of um, the, you know, the casting in general? Uh, if we, obviously, I don't think you think this is a weak uh weak cast here, but you know, every mainly like Shing Fuyon, Elaine Cam, and those side characters. Elaine Cam is the is the blind it's the blind sister. I mean they, they, there's performances here in your opinion. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean they're more than uh more, more than decent for sure. I mean Shing Fuyon is uh, he does a, uh, you know, he's he's famed for his sort of, you know, uh, you know, villainous characters, that's his kind of stuck in trade. But uh you know, here he does a particularly uh Unpleasant and uh, sort of detailed rendition, you know. So it uh, is a, it's a, really notable performance uh, But you know, I mean, Pauline Wong is is here is uh, is fantastic. Um, it's a, you know, it's very very intense role. It must have been the. I could, can only imagine how that would must have been to film. Uh, you know, for her, it must have been uh, uh, truly horrible. Um, you know, she invests her character with a real uh, humanity and uh, you know vulnerability. You know, and uh, you know, you uh, know. At this point in career, uh, you know, it's sort of uh, you no know, it no surprise she's capable of that because she was al- already, you know, sort of, uh, you know, nominated for you know acting awards by this point.
0: So. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I I, I wanted to. I've mi- I- I've missed out on Love with the Perfect Stranger, uh, the Jamie Look movie. I love Jamie Look as a director. That one i have not seen yet, so I'm curious to actually pick that up. Uh, to to see if that was award-worthy because sometimes the Hong Kong film awards are a bit sketchy in the way they give out uh, awards but I'm sure she's fine in it mm. uh, but um, I'm, I'm curious to see that uh, Jamie Locke uh, movie. I, I I, in particular uh, wanted to single out Elaine Cam which is a fantastic actor. Uh, not probably not very recognized. Uh, more current audiences might have seen her in uh, uh, Riley Yipp's uh, Metada for Macchio, which plays ah, uh, Nick, uh, Nick chess uh, senile film, mother, uh, essentially. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, she's sitting on the street, and he, he's waiting. She's waiting for Nick Ches's father to come back. Uh, but she's a, uh, you know, not not right in the head. He wants to find his father as well. And then at the end, all of a sudden, boom! Now I know who your father is. And then that leads to a very emotional scene. Uh, as such, always, always very solid. Elaine Cam in whatever she did in uh, in movies. And um, really, one of those uh, actors that uh, you know never disappointed, never you know, annoyed or anything like that. So, uh, so uh, um, that's uh, that's um, uh, a note on her. Uh, on the story, I never caught the following in uh, my prior re- re- viewings because they very briefly in um, their first scene together, Paulie Wong and Ailey Camps, uh, mentioned the fact that uh, their father was killed, and that she she's encountered the person who killed him, but they raped me. And I never caught that story element uh, no. until this viewing, and you, you're kind of surprised. And then you look back at the when Paulie Wong sees the fox for the first time. You know, one minute into a film during the cabaret performance, yeah, she like you know really like is taken aback. Whoa, you know she's not it's a big reaction yeah us talking about that makes it sound sloppy but I I caught it now and it's uh, it's not stuff that's extended in the category 2 edit or anything it is that kind of direct they just say it you know uh, a bit fast and a bit hidden in the movie I missed it twice or three times so it's not very well communicated or I'm just uh, dumb
1: no they don't I don't think they, they, they dwell on that very much it's just kind of it's only referred to, sort of briefly, you know, like, you know, in their scene, and then you get her reaction, uh, reaction shot. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's nothing very much, or nothing, nothing else at all. I don't think that sort mm-hmm. of uh, kind of relates to that. So.
0: But they have a backstory to 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 some of these characters. Elaine Kham yeah. uh, knew Lamborghini's character at one point, you know, and she was abandoned. By him. She stayed in Macau. It's partly set in Macau, this movie. And he uh, went on to Hong Kong. And all in the circle, so to say, the, these three characters be- are and become scarred. Uh, Lam Chi-ying, obviously, having lost both his legs at... I don't know if they mentioned any details about that, uh, you know, he lost his legs during so-and-so uh, encounter. But uh, it, that isn't needed as such. You know that you know these characters are not very keen on, uh, you know... Uh, Getting into the action again necessarily, but uh, it, it's a continu- continuation of violence and hurt that sort of is never stopping in this movie. It's a downward spiral kind of, and uh, you have to respond with uh, violence. So until you're dead, essentially, it, yeah. it, it seems that it goes that it's, it's about to go that uh, uh, route. And 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 you and you get some nice uh, uh, flashbacks to with scenes between Lang ying and uh, Leng Qiao, where. Nam-Nai Choi shows these cold conclusions to their relationship and therefore meeting lam ching in the present, so to say, when Paul Lee Wong looks him up in Hong Kong. You know, there is regret there. I think one of his first scenes uh, is him playing a uh, a vinyl record that they both liked, that both Elaine Kam and lam ching character liked. So he, he still has, you know, his heart is still beating uh, beating for her. And, yeah, and, mean, and, and and that part of me is conveyed well by Nam via veteran performance.
1: Yeah, I mean um, Lam ching Ying does uh, brings his uh, experience to bear on on the role. I think you know he's you know very experienced as a, an actor and as an action director by this point, and uh, it's just you know really uh, really st- uh, strong uh, performance from him. I think, and he's, I mean, obviously the film's was pretty uh, pretty pretty dark throughout, but. It kind of provides uh, her character with uh, you know with you know some support there is that in there that's kind of the what one of the few people she gets uh,
0: some kind of uh you know back and support from in, mm. in the film you know. until she meets kelvin Wong, of course yeah uh, that's a supporting yeah. role in this Sh- shorter supporting role in category three added longer one in category two we'll speak about that a little bit later. Uh, before they meet, you know, we, we see that Pauline Wong, as scarred as she's been by this experience, she can put on a cold, hard exterior. You know, using her eyes, even after victimization, as evident when she's threatened by the thugs on the ferry. Uh she, you know, she she doesn't, you know, uh, you know, crawl into a fetus position or anything. Uh, she, it, there is an anger there that, you know, she it di- didn't seem that she was going going to fight back necessarily in that sequence but you know she she has a strength in her yeah at least uh, at least on the outside uh uh, by the way one of the least scarred people is probably one the one that is fucked the most and that is uh the prostitute that works at the bar uh where lamb Ying works you know susan the character of susan it seems like one of the more carefree characters you know she's fine with the way her she lives her life so that, that that's kind of Despite her being in the movie and in around this character, she, she's the least scarred in the, scarred in the circle, despite being essentially a, a prostitute, you know, a hostess girl. Um, acting from a wheelchair. Obviously, that, that takes skill. And despite all of that, uh, my words that I connect to Lam Ching-Ying's performance in that regard, that it's iconic and kick-ass. In the wheelchair, you know, so on the action way before the finale, do you have any notes on how Lamp-Chinging equips himself on the wheelchair in terms of action and such?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, you know, it's not a light sequence, but it's just, you know, it's quite, quite a, sort of a wow moment when he, uh, you know, when he sort of does his thing. Cause, I mean, for the performance, I mean, the action is great, but for the performance, because obviously, you know, you are physically sort of uh, restricted. So, you know, you have to sort of try and, uh, you know, uh, express, uh, you know, you have to try and express your character through sort of, you know, through uh, through other means and, you know,
0: the the action is a part of that. Mm And uh, this world, too, uh, is really low, filled with low lives. Much of it is, you know, feels low and uh, it's really sleazy and seedy, this world. Uh, And uh, there's no... You know, uh, the, the morality is really low as well. You know, as evident, but among other things, I mean, the, these thugs, by the way, are robbers as well. So uh, they they do they do rob a, um, a a transport of money early in the film. But even like fucking Shing uh robs uh, uh, robs a person in the toilet and even the toilet attendant in uh, the scene where he's actually um, has uh, Paulin Wong uh, with him in the car and uh, leading up to her vengeance against him. You know, even. You know, even even doing low stuff like that is, uh, uh, you know, is is what he does. You know, it's uh, it's it's uh, no moral thinking by a, a character like Qin here. and uh, just fits that perfectly. I mean, he's he, he can do that in his sleep, it seems, but you it requires skill as well yeah. to convey that you're just a nasty, ugly character. you know? And uh, you yeah, know, I mean,
1: you know? it's it's great to have that in the. Uh that extra sort of detail in the in the script. Uh it just you know, it helps you know, give the uh you know, gives the character some you know, some depth. You know, you see it's part you know, it's part of a sort of a general kind of uh attitude that, you know, this character has. You know, he just doesn't care about anything, you know. And uh he you know, he does see you know, he equips himself really well in that, you know, it's you know, it's kind of thing he's is done yeah, you know, in so many films, he does uh he does it particularly sort of
0: well here. You know, mm. and, and even equates um, uh, <laughs> uh, equates uh, oral sex to snacks. You know, <laughs> in the <laughs> subtitles <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and and essentially, when yeah. when they get on, uh, get it on. You know, he, he he does recognize that because he says, "I'm the one you raped." Oh, that's nice. Well, rape me. And essentially, he's getting into rape games. You know, is that like yeah. and. Uh, but 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 without spo- spoiling any gore details, uh, as such you know, tracking back to to the notion of revenge that revenge is down and dirty and gritty and animalistic and there is power here in the sequence where she takes out Xing Fionn in oh, need yeah. to be equaled, connected back to the start you know, and yeah. there, there is yeah. there, you know there is um in both edits though the the category free edit has the advantage of being more graphic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know it, there's uh, there's no like smooth smooth silk love way to to execute revenge you just go, you you become an animal too and she definitely becomes an animal when taking out the uh, Shin Film
1: yeah yeah I mean that's sort of um, there is a sort of a match in the sort of uh, sort of tone I guess of those two sequences they are both extreme you know it's a I don't know if justice is the right word, but it's 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 a, it's right that there's the mat, that match there, you know. Mm. It's uh, you know she's you know she's getting her own back. It's revenge. That's it's, it's mm. what she's doing. So it's you know it's all.
0: And 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 it continues uh, as she moves through the various. Uh... Various bugs you know. Once she scars, uh, Changqing uh, scars with, with acid, and mm-hmm. even later on bites into his acid-scarred Ooh. face. You that's... know, talk about not turning away from the, no. that drive of revenge. You know, uh, that particular bite is not in the category two edit, by the way. Um, no. It's a later uh, scene in the rain where she is uh, rolling down a hill with him and struggling with him and wrestling with him, but that, that's just. Awesome. Uh, special effects are here to an extent, therefore special makeup effects. Uh, but but the biggest effect uh, sequence really is uh, going back to Lam Ching Ying is uh, showing Lam Ching Ying uh, legless, literally uh, uh, showing him getting in, out of his wheelchair, and therefore mixing up Lam Ching Ying and shots of someone. I assume someone uh, generally not having any any legs as well. Yeah, that's, and, uh, and, and, and it's some good camera trickery here.
1: Mm, yeah, it's a good, uh, good uh, little uh, editing sequence there. You know the way they put the put the shots together. It's um, it's pretty convincing. It's, co- the, 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 the it's stuff in the good.
0: foreground, uh, le- legs flapping about a little bit, and uh, Lam in the background. There's him getting on the bed. Obviously, they turn his face away from camera. But it's a pretty clever sequence uh, showing mm. Lam Shih Hing uh, washing his uh, so sort of stumps, if you will. And uh, yeah. and uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of a it's hard to watch it's obviously, what it is. But uh, uh, I, I've never seen anyone, you know, without their legs in that regard. But the way the leg, legs flap about, I guess that's a normal uh, reaction in a way. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like a really realistic reaction based on how the body, you know, is at that point. You know, because the, the legs seem to move about really, really um, to an extreme degree, even. Yeah, there's, uh, even,
1: there's even a few shots. Um, I think where you do actually see um you see that there aren't you know the the you see that there aren't legs there and you 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 do get lem Ying's uh, uh facing in the in the frame at the same time as yeah. well so that's um even even those bits where you can kind of you know you can kind of figure out maybe how they did that it mm-hmm. looks it looks pretty good it looks and there's no Forrest
0: gump CGI trickery here no. the way they took out no. Gary Sinise's legs you know uh, there, there's no uh, there's no uh, they didn't erase Lam chingings legs in the computer, is my point. So uh-huh. they, 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 this required you Nam-Nai-Joy know, and crew to, to think of their shots and, and make the shots work, because I don't think... I'm pretty sure uh, playback on the set wasn't uh, common at this point, if at all common, you know, video playback after shots. So they had to do it. And yeah. uh, and uh, trust his cameraman, obviously, uh, Lam didn't shoot this film, by the way. Uh, 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 it was a D.O.P. called Quan Chi Kwan who uh, Nam Nai Choi who who is a cinematographer as well uh, started as a, a cinematographer if you didn't know that listeners uh, uh, Quan Chi Kwan shot uh, Ghost Snatches as well and would go on to shoot Peacock King and Saga of the Phoenix for Nam Nai Choi but but uh, we, we cl- complained a little bit about the movies that Nam didn't shoot looked uh, kind of uh, uh, didn't look as good this looks good yeah I think so too yeah. more like more Maybe more hands-on collaboration. Maybe he did, in fact, step into the shoes uh, a little bit more than uh, credited for, but uh, correctly gave the whole credit to uh, Quan Shi uh, So, yeah, uh, I mean, they, they, it takes a lot to capture uh, such a CD world, and and and, and then you're, you know, th- perhaps the most CD scene is like uh, the the thugs. Uh, the gangsters have a movie production company in a in an apartment, and they take these. Uh, Drugged out probably underage girls to an apartment already filled with drugged out underage girls, and they shoot uh, pornography with them. And uh, there's there's nothing there's nothing exciting about nudity in this film because it's uh, down and dirty and seedy and just disgusting the way they uh, use girls to uh, you know shoot underground porn. And the movie doesn't shy away from it either. Uh, the category two edit is has nothing of this essentially. Uh, the laser disc surprisingly cut out the nudity yeah it's,
1: uh, it's another sort of um, it's another bit of detail you know I was talking about earlier it's another sort of uh, extra sort of detail just sort of you know it, it establishes the sort of the the character or lack of of, of, these, uh, of the gang and that so it's, it's, a great, and, it's a great it's a great little sp- moment just for and for that. therefore
0: that killing sequence uh, in particular it goes on so long uh, it kind of makes sense that it goes on so long the way Paulie Wong takes out uh, the guy who shoots the camera, and uh, it, it just you know it's uh, we we we've been in that the world for so long looking at these wrong things. Now revenge enters, and we're still not let out easily uh, from that scene, which in a way makes sense as well. And uh, yeah, we 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 won't spoil you know finale and all of that, and uh, uh, but it, it's it, it, the finale is equal to the big action scene of the movie uh, having Lam Ching-Ying and Paulie Wong set traps for you know, cunning booby traps, really cunning booby traps, but it doesn't take away from the whole uh, logic of the movie, the, the, the sense the, the logic of revenge, and the senseless revenge, if you will it, it works for me that yeah. they are essentially catching really, them yeah. like animals yeah uh, they using hooks uh, using acid using uh ground uh, chili as well i think yeah uh, and it's really creative and, and not easy to watch either no, it's, uh... Uh, because it's vi it's violent and it's a uh, and and uh, you know at one point uh uh billy chow and the other actor i don't have his name right now I have hooks in their faces and they they, they show them trying to uh, just take out the hooks yeah. from their face. It's just nasty makeup. Yeah, man. it's really,
1: um, obviously, it's, it's really violent. But it's really kind of vivid looking as well. It just sort of, oh, you know, it's just really kind of, uh, you know, intense kind of image. And they, 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 they uh, it's, it's shot really as well. So you, you know, you don't miss a thing. It's all kind of right there, and oh, mm. it's just you know, you, you, can't, and, you can't, you can't kind of, uh, you can't uh, look away from it. It's just
0: no, no, man, and it's, uh, it, it's no. It's not a scene where you go, yeah, 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 go on, get him, Paul. Yeah, and it's like, no, ooh, ooh. That's, I mean,
1: that's, um, that's, it's really well handled for that. Because it, 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 you don't get that kind of, it's not that kind of euphoric kind of thing. It's just sort yeah. of, it and, is
0: and, what it is kind of thing. And it's not action either, that is, uh, you know, here we go, an action scene in a rape revenge drama just because they had to insert an action scene. No, 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 it all makes sense despite it relying heavily on the action directors which is Lam Ching ying and uh also a uh, king lee who we spoke of uh on the proud and confidence episode of podcast on fire 120. Uh, he was the director of proud and confidence so um he's the action director alongside Ching Ying here mm-hmm. and they both do a great job but it's uh anyone watches the movie even in the category two edit uh, this scene is uh still has quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of stuff missing but that's probably the scene that plays close to as well in the category 2 edit compared to the category 3 edit it's just less uh lingering on uh s- certain violent body horror moments if you will
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's probably a, a fair enough fair enough coming i think yeah, yeah. it's sort of it's sort of obviously it's you know it's a fair ch- fair chunk missing but it kind of it's still kind it still kind of works still works fairly well
0: mm, absolutely uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it of the main review for me. I just have a few more main uh, uh, notes, and then you can summarize uh, however you like, uh, David. Uh, uh, on Lan Chin Ying, he's uh, they they age him a little bit by graying his hair a little bit, but he's starting in 1988 to fit elder roles a bit better compared to, especially in Mr. Vampire, it looks so. He's great in Mr. Vampire, but it looks so pasted on uh, the. The, the, way, uh, the way they try and age him, in Mr. Vampire. I think it looks a bit better in 1988. He can carry that. Yeah. La- maybe 10, 15 years older than his actual age. Yeah,
1: it's kind of. Um, but I think by this point, it's probably closer to 40 than 30, isn't it? So it's uh,
0: yeah, yeah, possibly. So uh, it's, not, uh, it's not as much of a stretch. But he looks so no. young in Mr. Vampire. So goddamn yeah, young in uh, that <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, but maybe it was bad makeup, rather, him looking badly young yeah <laughs> uh, one other great moment death by durian ooh yeah when yeah. Billy Chow I think just smashes that spiky fruit the durium fruit into the back of a uh, guy's head they have a little confrontation with another with another trial gang just smashes that in the back of his head and just it's... cracks his skull essentially
1: Anyone sort of you know thinks that sounds kind of unrealistic those things are seriously hard yeah, You know, I've seen, I've been in... You in know, sharp so, as well. It yeah. must be sharp
0: as well. We, uh, it, it's a key component of a Yak-Chan fight scene in Miracles. It picks up a Dorian, and as soon as it picks it up, ow, oh, 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 oh. yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: I've, <laughs> I've been in the uh, supermarkets in Hong Kong and sort of, you know, fruit and veg uh, department. And, uh, you know, you see people preparing those because they kind of, uh, you know,
0: break them open. And yeah, so they, them. They, they seem to be a bitch to open as well.
1: Yeah, a huge, great, you know, kind of, almost kind of like a machete type deal. <laughs> and, they, ha- you know, they really takes a pound in, you know. You really have and to they chop.
0: smell apparently too. They yeah. smell like shit but taste sweet.
1: <laughs> you really have to chop, you know, it takes quite a bit to actually break into these things. They're that tough. And uh, Have you tasted it? Uh, I, I haven't, uh, I'm, I'm try- I, I might try and... Uh, I might try that this time around and, right. uh, you know, when I go, go yeah. out there, but it, it's definitely got a distinct uh, it's the distinct smell, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, a, a slight spoiler, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, so if you haven't watched it, I mean, uh, we will spoil it slightly, but uh, you, listeners, if you intend to watch it fully, then sp- here's your spoiler warning, I guess. Uh, after um, uh, Elaine Kahn's death, when she throws herself to her death, the next scene is with Paulie Wong and Lam-Ching, I believe. she's all, She already knows of her daughter's death. Her, daughter, her sister's death. And it, it, it's one of, another case of the movie, like, really cutting corners, it seems like. All of a sudden, she knows already about her sister's death. There's no, like, no one telling her that her sister's dead. So and it seems tight and a bit too direct at points. Uh, and, but the thing is, that there's no extra scene in the Category 2 edit either. It's as tight in terms of this uh, these beats. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's n- nothing that I'm uh, feel detracts but you overall, but you you kind of notice that uh, you they, they don't want to linger at all during, during certain points. They just want to they just want to truck track, track yeah. on and drive forward, which is fine, I suppose. Uh, but the, the, that's all my notes before we speak a little bit more um, extensively um, uh, or directly rather about the category two edit. But uh, what else uh, do you want to add before we move on to that? Um, I just
1: one note I had was the uh, I really like the way the, the uh, night scenes, nighttime scenes are handled in in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, particularly you've one the sort of uh, extensive sort of uh, shots in uh, in Macau. I mean, yes, but, um, it's, um, like masses, You know, uh, like you'd expect. There's sort of messes of kind of neon sort of signage and. Uh, but um, what I really like is that he doesn't sort of use that kind of obvious uh, sort of spectacle of that to kind of, you know, pad the film out. You know, even in those scenes, sort of the characters, you know, and the stories, you know, the story is still kind of, you know, front and centre. It's not sort of, you know... It doesn't just use that to sort of, you know, sort of, you know, extend it, sort of extend the, you know, the film unnecessarily. It's just, it's always, you know, it's all about, you know, the story and where it's going and it's all just kind of, you know, all there to just to sort of, you know, to move everything on you know, mm-hmm. to, get, to get to the next sort of uh, next moment. So. But
0: uh, yeah, it's just the night scenes just look fantastic. Yeah, they they always seem to hit, uh, hit, hit them well in Hong Kong cinema, shooting with uh, blues and uh, whites yeah. and uh, ma- making nights look uh, cool, you know, and evocative. And uh, I'm not saying it's nice, but they they they, they liked it and therefore knew. Very well, how to shoot the Hong Kong lights especially the you know the neon lit Hong Kong nights. Yeah. If you look in scenes, at scenes, in for instance, nobody's here, or where you know an entire apartment is uh, is lit up in red, uh, almost, uh, we, which is cool looking, maybe not realistic looking, but cool looking. So uh, I, I do dig that. So we're actually going to uh, let you listen to a little bit more audio for thirty seconds or so while we take a break and we are going to more directly as i said discuss the uh, category 2 edit that is available on the CD and dvd unfortunately the one we watched and mainly discussed is not widely available so sit tight and we'll be right back So welcome back. And this this section is going to be have some theories uh, and also some facts that David looked up to see if we can determine why there even is a category two edit that is um, and, and a category three edit, and why the category three edit isn't available. So if if I start with my like loose theorizing first, and you can provide yeah. some facts afterwards, and see how we how we match up and see how what we think is logical in all of this. So I personally do not prefer the for, for the second discussion the extended cut that is category 2. Um I actually prefer the category 3 one it plays much better for me at 80 minutes it plays very well and obviously has a ton more violence which is uh, which is uh, you know a great advantage but the 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 way the category 2 edit uh, you know extends on certain events isn't uh, what I prefer. But Speaking with a friend who about why possibly came into existence this category two edit via a Delta Mac VCD, the uh, company that had the V uh, Fortune Star library before JoyCells. D- this company seemed to want to shy away from category three. They they didn't release any such stuff. Maybe s- some small 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 handful of releases, but you never really saw that from from Delta Mac, and maybe fortune star themselves as well knew that they needed to cut down her vengeance to have essentially two versions lying around uh because i think they were created roughly at the same time uh, way back in the 90s a lot of these were struck so that's possibly what they did in the 90s had created two versions for at uh, but you, you know it might have been this way too that after The graphic, uh, the cuts of the graphic stuff, the bloody stuff, an already short movie would be missing a few more minutes, so maybe they inserted some already edited, dubbed, and subtitled footage to arrange this extended cut with alternate events as well. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And a lot of its gritty teeth was definitely filed down as well. It's not as violent. Uh, Joy Cells subsequently released it on VCD and DVD, a company that definitely uh, didn't care if uh, they released category 3 stuff but they released the same category 2 edit that we um uh, that that we um that Delta Mac did despite the category 3 on the cover yeah, uh, yeah it's true uh, uh, an additional theory by my friend uh, to su- uh, to to support all this was that he thinks uh, the movie played in different edits in cinema you had a very hard uh, edit pre category 3 but they might have changed it already during the cinema run, because uh, there are examples of that where they trim during the cinema run, and uh, and uh, therefore therefore these two edits happen during during the cinema run. These wildly different edits, possibly, or this wildly different extended edit happened later, uh, because if you look at the sub- unsubbed laser disc that is extended in terms of violence here and there, but it's based on this short... Uh, this shorter... Uh, shorter version, around about 80-minute version. They didn't extend the violence in the... Uh, based on the Category 2 edit, if you will. They uh, they didn't insert all the extended scenes into that, so... It, it's hard to nail down what actually happened there, but it, I, it makes sense in my world that it possibly did play two ways in the cinema, and uh, what what is on VCD and DVD may not be exactly that but uh, it uh, it it was created as a i don't know it it needed to have it it needed to have some proper feature length therefore fortune star inserted uh, footage that they had or or this is how it was created there during the cinema run as well all theories but that's my theories you looked up some facts i think
1: (laughs) yeah um i mean the, the joy sales uh dvd is is how i first saw the film um and I, I'm looking at the back of the cover, I wonder whether the intent was to, to release the uh, the fir- You know, if there was more than one cinema version to release the original cinema, because the back cover Joyce House DVD lists it as 88 minutes, mm-hmm. which, uh, according to the Hong Kong Film Archive, is how long uh, the cinema version was. It, it lists one. The, mm-hmm. Not to say
0: that there wasn't more
1: than one. Mm-hmm. But it listed A T A.
0: Um
1: I, you know, I mean And and the category three
0: editors run about eighty minutes. So yeah, again. so it's you know,
1: there's quite a difference. Um I mean I the you know, at the time of, of seeing the film for the first time, I I had no idea that what I was seeing was actually quite a heavily uh, you know, different version and and you know, in terms of sort of you know, the storylines were different and it was quite heavily cut as well. So i don't I don't feel so bad now for thinking at the time it just seemed kind of odd it felt it didn't feel uh, kind of right it sort of you know seemed slightly uh, you know somewhat sort of sort of tamed you know it mm-hmm. it it felt it felt like things may have been missing it didn't sort of it felt quite sort of choppy and mm. you know the bits were sort of i wasn't quite seeing the whole thing maybe but
0: uh, to be fair. Uh, the editing in the v- on the VCD, the, the category three VCD, is way too tight, especially in the build-up to the, to the rape. Uh, in the category two version, Pauline is seen buying uh, chestnuts and after uh, work, and she's walking a little bit. She has footsteps, and then essentially, boom, there, there come the rapists. Yeah. In the category three edit, it just happens right out of nowhere. It, it, it might have been not have been this long. But it's definitely seemed like it was some beat needed to be in there, some extra beat. And uh, but again, when you get to a rape, it's absolutely yeah. incomprehensible in the category two version, short, and just shows the third man raping a bit only. Uh, which uh, you know, it's felt yeah, but uh, f- for the movie, I don't. It definitely doesn't do the movie in yeah, favors.
1: No, that's another little bit in the, in that in in the cut in the. Sorry, I was just referring to the category three. Cut in that sort of the sequences before the rape scene, because it I means, sort of, you know, VCDs could, you know could take best part of, sort of two hours. So mm-hmm. it's it an odd, odd editing choice for that, but yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, um, you know, the, the the scene is sort of, uh, it's just, you know it's actually,
0: you know, it unrecognizable, it's unrecognisable. It's incomprehensible. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, it, it actually adds a little bit where one day Robertson drops a. Uh, a lighter, and uh, that lighter is used uh, later as uh, she's tr- she tries to look them up via the address of the lighter in Macau. In some of the more extended scenes, uh, there, but uh, that's not in the category free uh, edits. But uh, we, we'll um, we'll will mention a little bit about that when talking alternate uh, events in these uh, in these edits. Uh, uh, f- funnily enough, there's different venereal uh, the the venereal diseases in the subtitles in in. Uh, the respective versions. In the category 2 edit, it said that she has AIDS. In the category 3, uh, they just say, sev- they say severe VD. <laughs> so, so they asked you, there are a different set of subtitles, cinema s- subtitles. So, yeah, th- th- so there, there was clearly a, a thought at one point to go with different scripting, uh, different paths, uh, different events. They shot a whole lot and that footage was still, still remains available to this, uh, to this day clearly because they did, uh, release it the, the way they did on DVD. Subsequently, and, and same again with the search for the address uh, on the light that dropped during the rape uh, in Macau. And and after Polly Wong meets Kelvin Wong, they have more interaction. She stays uh, at his apartment uh, uh, for one night. Uh, and uh, the, the, clearly, when in the other edit that we main that we reviewed mainly, there, there was a decision made to streamline the story. Hence, here's where the paths differ. In the category 3 edit, they meet in the, on the boat, and then he has uh, arranged a taxi for her to take to the club. And there she meets now, and you know, all of that. Fine. There's the club. I found it. In the category 2 edit, she stumbles upon it by mistake. She uh, thinks she sees one of the rapists, she follows him into the club, and... Uh, and grabs a button, just smashes it over his head, and that leads to a Shumway cameo, by the way, who's only in this edit of the film, and she and it's a it's not one of the rapists. She's actually uh, uh, made a mistake. So that's one of the, like different paths into the story that uh, were both filmed, and and uh, they made their choice either only one time at the time of cinema release or twice to provide you know. Uh, provide alternate events and it's curious in that way that we even get a chance to see this and also to make up our mind what's the actual how what is the most effective way to lead up to her meeting uh, Lam Ying again because they do know each other but she stumbles upon the club that he runs in the category 2 edit Uh, do you have an opinion on how uh, what is more effective Um,
1: I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a strange one because I, I wonder whether at what point in the production they were kind of, you know, kind of conceiving these sort of two, kind of possible uh, kind of setups, different sort of approaches. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would had it in mind, you know, kind of pretty much from the from the beginning, maybe that they was sort of, you know, could 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 were conceiving of sort of maybe uh, you know different different cuts even at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's sort of.
0: It's curious uh, now that we, yeah. you know, we we get a chance to see it, and then we we, we can be a bit confused about it and mm-hmm. uh, make up a mind uh, uh it does overall comes off as very nasty and violent the category two edit but it was harder originally. it comes off as a hard category two i guess uh and and other stuff that is just blankly uh, firmly missing is again the guy shooting the poor uh, uh, the porno uh in the apartment. The murder of him, him is super short. In, in the editing they actually linger more on Pauline Wong during the murder. You can hear him scream in the in the background, but the category three edits just show shows you know all the bloody mess that he she lives him in. Uh, and I really dislike the edit a lot more this time. Seeing these choices. It it's too tamed for the Gorehound and violence violence junkie in me. violent junkie in me. Uh, but, but 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 that that's just because I think the category three edit just works kind of perfectly. You know, it's uh, it's very basic and primal, and to have it be tamed when it uh, didn't need to be tamed because the censorship did approve of what you know the harder edit of the film. Yeah. You know, it's a shame that it's uh, it's stripped of uh, all of that. It 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 does get a more some more additional narrative scenes uh, uh, like uh, Pauline Wong actually. You know. Uh, after the acid attack, she's uh, back at the club and her knees uh, are all scratched up. And uh, Lam Xing Ying sees her, you know, patching herself together, and uh, talks about, you know, the meaning, uh, meaningless of the revenge path that uh, she's on, and uh, and he wants to shoulder that responsibility a bit more, you know, let let me handle them. Mm-hmm. And th- these are not necessarily bad scenes, and I wouldn't mind cutting into the category of a category three edit a few of these scenes, but. Not a lot. No,
1: I mean, I was. I mean, that's one of the things one of the notes I've got is that I was wondering how sort of uh, you, know, if story, story line, uh, you know these storyline storyline you know these storyline choices these extra bits how how like you know a more violent version of you know this you know this these choices how, kind of how that would play but you know you know like yourself I prefer the uh you know uh you know the cap- category three sort of car It is sort of uh considerably uh leaner and meaner mm-hmm. but um it's it just it, it suits i think it's a much better fit i mean I think, there's still the, character
0: yeah. there launching expresses what i just mm. told you uh yeah. still in very scenes. so it seems like yeah, there, there's uh, there's repetition of uh, statements you know uh sp- Stuff was shot and cut for a reason, I think, and uh, yeah. as the editor created the movie originally. So I think it's it, it, it's uh, if there ever was two edits that played, f- in my mind, the edit that we had now, the category two edit, it's uh, it's somewhat longer than than originally as well, because I think it, it, I think it's assembled from a whole lot more, and they they put they, they put too much they, they put too much into it, regardless of when they assemble this stuff yeah uh, so there's a shame there's no you know no option widely available of both and and there are people who have put uh, footage together but th- th- there's no real cutesy way you can put together a composite version because you have to make a choice in terms of the uh, narrative path for Kelvin Wong and Pauline Wong's character yeah true so um, I mean uh, it's good to have both but I, I, I don't miss the stuff that i'm watching uh that i've seen in the category two edit when i'm watching the category three edit definitely no
1: it doesn't um yeah there's some perfectly fine scenes that they they don't seem they don't seem essential Mm -hmm. to the to the story
0: um and and here's um the final paragraph on all this is um, a a little bit talk about the unrated unsubbed uh, star laser disc of the movie which is more likely a case of. this happened actually, the, the thing I'm going to describe next on home video, on uh, a fair few occasions that they, compared to the cinema prints, uh, home video versions could be longer and less cut, but it was, wasn't always that they uh, were subtitled, therefore they just struck new uncut prints, which I think is the, uh, what they did here, struck an uncut uh, print from a cinema version of the film. And what's longer here is not the uh, you know, like extended uh, long scenes or anything, there's seconds that are extended here. And there's some really harsh stuff here that actually made my stomach turn a little bit. And uh, that's not often, mainly in the rape scene where Long Arm of the Laws, so Chang Ging, is mouth raping Pauline Wong. He sits on her, it's not obviously not a graphic shot, but it's not, unmistakably, that's what he's doing. And she bites down on his penis and then, you know. Then he obviously is on the sideline, you know, hurt and all of that. And you can see him uh, getting off Pauline in all other cuts, uh, well, in the category of cut in pain. But in between there, he's actually, mouth, you know, she's been mouth-raped. Uh, that's, that's just incredibly nasty stuff. Uh, and later on, there's a revenge. He force-feeds her with a stick.
1: Mm, repeatedly. Yeah and it's yes, really and really
0: unpleasant it's really really unpleasant stuff and it, you know it's very it's visible uh, but they don't you know obviously don't abuse Paul Wong's character on uh, as when they were making the movie as much but it's very visible what they're they're doing here and they, they, there's some there's some longer uh, um scenes here as well when the guys raping her against a the tree uh, there's a few extra seconds there as well uh, also I think one when she um, uh, she goes into the bathroom and uses the mirror to because uh, she she's in pain and she obviously looks at her what what is going on with her vagina she uh, there's a drop of blood uh, that uh, pours uh, onto a mirror uh, the mirror where she looks uh, w- when she looks at herself that is also new to the laser disc and uh, there's also some extra stuff in the finale uh, uh, but uh, uh, well, we have said spoilers. I'm gonna look up exactly where it was during finale. Essentially, um, she attacks, uh, you know, the uh, the, the logic guy from behind with a glass, and stabs him in the back when he is uh, holding down Lam Ching Ying, and Lam Ching Ying is being stabbed repeatedly. There's that extra attack, but when uh, Billy Chow has the uh, has the uh, arrow fired into his head, you see an actual insert shot of a dummy head been uh, penetrated by the by the arrow, that is uh, also new to the Laserdisc. So, so there's some extra violent stuff there, and um, particularly the rape uh, the rape scene is just it, it it's definitely too much for the census at the time. I'm I'm willing to bet that was you know just s- stuff that they were asked to take out to even yeah. secure a a, uh, uh, a, a a you know a showing at all. It, it, this was just merely months before. The rating came to be, and maybe this was one of the ones that we maybe sped up the decision to actually yeah, have ratings in yeah. Hong Kong cinema. We we on this week at least we talked about the fact that they, 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 it said that A Better Tomorrow might have had a little bit to do with that, but I, I think it's a little bit because uh, subsequent John Woo movies weren't category three. This is one of the harder movies I've seen from this era, and uh, it, it might have sped up that decision. Um, and um, that's um uh, but that, that that's not firm, firmly documented but but yeah th- that stuff in a lazy this man that was so unpleasant <laughs> and, but 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 you kind of have to admire it too that you that you can make it and convey it
1: yeah, i mean that um the beginning bit of that sequence uh, you know um kind of just it just kind of crossed my mind when I was watching it it kind of put me in mind of uh, was it last house on the left mm-hmm um there's kind of a, you know, no, it's, it's not the same kind of scene. But you know, this the bit where sort of uh, a guy gets uh, uh injured, shall we say? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, in, yeah, as in, it's uh, cock I bitten off, like, so. Yeah, basically. Say Yeah, I'm trying, trying to be. I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it, but there isn't one. So
0: yeah, there's no. The the characters in the last house on the left aren't nice. So just uh, no, yeah, you yeah, shouldn't so. sugarcoat killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- th- I, even in, in Latin movies, I mean uh, w- w- one of the directors that really communicated uh, harsh stuff on screen was Billy Tang, and this rival stuff done by Billy Tang, I mean uh, Red To Kill and Dr. Lam and what have you uh, the extended stuff on the laser disc so it's heinous enough in the category 3 edit the, the, the like 10-20 seconds extra here really adds to uh, you know it's it's uh, not easy to talk of. It's uh, on borderline, you know, wrong. But uh, I, I admire not my choice for being able to convey it at, at all. I mean, it could have been cheesy, but uh, the intensity and ex- extreme nature of the scene is still there and added upon. Yeah. So uh, wow. Uh, so that that's that's all my notes I have essentially on the uh, on both edits here. So do, do you want to add anything else before we announce the next pot?
1: No, um my only other remaining note was that by sort of exercising as much of the sort of uh advance and the sort of extremity from the sort of uh category three cat, it just you, you know, it loses you know, you lose a lot of the film's sort of energy and, you know, the it just you know, a lot of it's sort of uh odd to say about sort of a film with this kind of st- sort of storyline, but to use the word sort of vitality. But you know, in terms of the film, it just sort of—it's not the same thing at all. it's just you know it doesn't uh, doesn't work anywhere near as well for me as the uh, mm. category three version. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. And uh now we are living in an era of the internet. I think it's a bit more easy to get the category three edit or composite version online. Uh, but um, it, it, it is rare. Megastar put it out on VCD. And uh, there was never any DVD of, uh, of that that it made uh, made available. So uh, that's Her Vengeance. And uh, really not a movie that uh, Nam-Night-Choy... Uh, uh, a kind of movie that Nam-Night-Choy would uh, make again. You know, he made Story of Ricky's Violent. No. But it's not. He it didn't make a rape revenge movie again. Sometimes it just maybe takes a lot out of you that you you can't channel it again, or you don't want to. Because no. if we're gonna tease the next episode, what we're we gonna say, what we're we gonna do next time, we're gonna do two movies: uh, Peacock King and its sequel, Saga of the Phoenix, with Jung uh, Biu and uh, Gordon Liu in the first one, special effects and Japanese talent in the first one. Uh, Mainly, uh, I don't remember the other guy's uh, name, but mainly uh, legendary actor, Shintaro Katsu. Uh, Satuichi, who played uh, Satuichi for such a long time uh, in uh, Japanese cinema, Bl- The Blind Swordsman. Yeah. Uh, uh, really a big old production. One of the, maybe the biggest production of uh, Namna choice career uh, in terms of budget and all that. And it has some nifty special effects too. And uh, and uh, yeah, and it's sequel we're going to look at. All I remember from the sequel right now was a... Uh, scary Muppet rejects <laughs> really scary kind of a g- g- s- s- scary gremlin kind of <laughs> gremlins weren't scary this is a kind of a scary gremlin but i i i do dig both of them and i'm looking forward to re-examining them I, it's been a long 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 time so we'll be doing that uh those two in the same episode while talking a little bit of you and liu and uh Maybe if uh, whoever will get on to that episode. The talk of uh, whatever we seen of uh, an actor like uh, Shintaro Katsu. Uh, legendary actor. So that'll be next time. And uh, uh, definitely a bit more uh, lighter. Uh, Peacock King was uh, made available by Hong Kong Legends uh, a few years ago. On DVD. Uh, Saga of the Phoenix uh, not. And uh, was issued on DVD uh, on by Universe uh, many years ago. And then subsequently on VCD only I think. I'm not sure Joy Sells got a got their act together and released a dvd of saga to the phoenix but uh, i might be wrong uh, so before we uh, do do contact information have you seen either of those two movies no I'm, a, I'm aware of them but i can honestly say i've not seen them
1: so I'm, right. I'm quite intrigued
0: yeah it's uh they are they, they are placed more to the special effects side to number Choi but aren't you know, another Seventh Curse or anything like that. They're definitely not as good as Seventh Curse, but they're not similar, refreading uh, similar ground as such. Um, I, I'm pre- pretty certain you're gonna come away thinking that uh, these are, if not good movies, they are still you know, unique movies on his uh, resume. Kind of, if a repetition was made on his resume, it's, it's uh, via these two movies because Soccer of the Phoenix is the sequel. <laughs> you know, so he's refreading territory in terms of that. But then would follow a erotic ghost story, story of Ricky and the cat, and uh, definitely not uh, the uh stuff like that. So, um, so we, we, when we reach erotic ghost story, that, it's a whole lot of category three movies on his resume from now on. You know, her vengeance, erotic ghost story, and story of Ricky. But uh, they won't turn up on this weekend's lease, Therefore, erotic uh, ghost story will be kind of the f- one of the most firm. Uh, movies in terms of uh, <laughs> firm, f- <laughs> firm this week in esque movies because there's a lot of sex scenes in this one and a nifty Witches of Eastwick uh, type of ending to a rotting ghost story which uh, make, makes it all worth it So uh, it's also one of the most infuriating movies in terms of uh, Amy Yip's choices on screen because she never revealed, uh, revealed herself fully in movies and that movie is infuriating because the angles are still goddamn too perfect in that regard, you know. And a little bit more, a little bit more. Turn around. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. That's going to be good or fun. And uh, so it's uh, the contact information again right now. You've been listening to the director series on the Podcast on Fire network. Uh, you can contact us via email, podcastonfire at googlemail.com on the forum podcastonfire.com forward slash forum members only content is there for you that have registered you can't register right now as a new member also bonus episodes are on the website we are on facebook facebook.com forward slash puf network like that page and come on and discuss various stuff with us on the podcast on fire discussion group uh, you can search that by typing in podcast on fire network in this facebook search box Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire. Check out my reviews at sogoodreviews.com. My video reviews, I'm not on camera though, which is uh, something that uh, you all should be thankful for. No one needs me on camera. SleezyKvideo.com is where you find my uh, little mini video reviews, and I'm also on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash sogoodreviews. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us that way if you, want to, if you want to follow podcasts that way. But you can also do that via Stitcher. Download that to your computer or your smartphone or iPad or tablet or what have you. And stream us that way. Add the various shows by typing podcast on fire network on uh, the search page. You can add each show individually. And uh, what is to say about Hong Kong Gig Guy before we sign off? Um,
1: well, by the time people are uh, listening to this, there might, will be some... Uh I might as well have put up some tales of my exploits on my uh, upcoming uh, trip to Hong Kong.
0: Right on. We might do a podcast uh, from Hong Kong. You never know if we can get together. Yeah. Uh, And finally, uh, the the kind of coverage doesn't end right now. We're going to be in her vengeance territory a little bit more. But in a bonus episode that is posted at the same time as this, bonus episode 4, on the website only not on iTunes not on Stitcher we'll be discussing the Shaw Brothers movie Kiss of Death which uh, Her Vengeance based uh, its entire its entire story on it's a remake but uh, the original one is uh, is different in some regard but more on that in the bonus episode hope to see you for that and if we don't see you for that then thank you for listening anyway and uh, I've been your host Kennedy and with me was David Harris Hong Kong Day of course Know your proper s- yeah, sorry. podcast heroes over here. Identity. <laughs> I bet
1: myself.